Well, hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick, and this is London. The sounds that you hear are from the underground. I just stepped out of the underground at the London Bridge Station, and I'm going to head to Borough Market to walk around there because it's now one of my favorite places in the city. My apologies that this is not in stereo. This is because I'm using my iPhone to record. Since I travel light, I was unable to fit my usual recorder into my bag. All right, let's step off the escalator and walk outside. It is still raining. I see almost everybody carrying umbrellas. And there's also some wind, but in, I think if I cross the road here, that will lead me to the entrance of Borough Market. And from there on, I think most of it will be covered. Always have to be careful when I cross the road here because uh, traffic, traffic is using the left lane instead of the right. So I have all the wrong reflexes. I always look left when I should look right and I look right when I should look left. I actually didn't know that these underground trains came in different sizes. This one uh, came from Westminster and it is the smallest one. It's really hobbit sized. Um, a very, very cramped, claustrophobic. Uh, but anyway, it brought me here to Borrow Market and I'm now walking through the main entrance. Mm, and I smell. I smell cheese. There's, they've got big chunks of Parmesan cheese and dried sausages. And this place is bustling with life. There are so many stands here selling all sorts of fresh goods and, and, and uh, meat, jam. I can see all sorts of cheeses here. Of course, also lots of marbled old cheeses from from England, from Scotland, from Ireland. This guy is selling uh, beautiful so sourdough bread as well as sausage rolls and cinnamon buns. Oh, the smells here make me so hungry. <laughs> and there is an additional reason that I'm hungry and that is that I've been I've been running around for four days. I've been uh, discovering this city. As I mentioned, it's the first time in my life that I'm in London and I should have come decades earlier. You know that I love Rome. I love Paris. I love uh, uh, Barcelona, Amsterdam. All these cities are, are wonderful. But London has really stole my heart and I think it's because it's it's actually very different from what I expected I knew London from from the movies from television series and oftentimes they will have these helicopter views where you fly over the river Thames and you see all these huge buildings and especially uh, in the latest James Bond movies it just shows you the, the, the vastness of this city and it, and it, it totally overwhelmed me uh, and, and it made me a bit scared to uh, to go to London because you know if I've never been to a place and I don't know anyone there uh, I, I, I get a bit nervous but all that was completely nonsensical it, it's actually a very very nice approachable city I've walked most of the time. It's only these last two days that I've been using the underground, but I've been walking for hours and hours and hours. And, and for me, that is actually the most pleasant way to discover a city because uh, you get a sense of where everything is related to all the other places that you visit. Like walking around here on, on Borough Market, it's wonderful to just see how all these these little alleys connect to each other and and there's life and colors and here I can smell the 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 smell of fresh strawberries of course spring is coming and you know the the, the strawberries is one of the 
one of the blessings of spring. These are very, very frag fragrant. They look amazing. I think they're from the Netherlands, actually. It says Hoogstraten. Hoogstraten. Yeah, it's, I think this, these are from the Netherlands. They are very expensive, though. I don't know if it's because of Brexit, but these are five pounds for just this very tiny little box. <laughs> um, here they have the, the, the famous sausage rolls that are so good and scotch eggs. I wonder what that what's in there. Is that oh, seasoned pork and black pudding? That, that sounds so delicious. <laughs> um, on my right, here they sell liquor and wine. Yeah, on my left, it's all vegetables. All you need is love. Say it with bubbles. <laughs> Not just on Valentine's Day. I think I can agree to that. So walking around in, in London has really helped me to embrace the city. And what I also really love is that there is something to see on every corner. In that respect, this city very much reminds me of, of Rome, where if you're in the center of the city, there's so much to, to see, there's so much history. And in London, of course, it's a totally different type of history, but it's, it's just as impressive. As, as Rome and you never get what you what I experience often in, when I'm in Paris of course you've got the highlights and the big buildings and monuments but if you want to go from one place to another in Paris you have to take the underground because it's all so outstretched and there are large parts where it's just buildings and it's just not much going on all right I'm crossing the road here and oh here they sell fish and chips <laughs> and I'm so the reason that I'm so hungry is because of all the walking so I had an average of about between 17 to 25 kilometers every day um, six seven eight hours of walking sometimes per day and uh, usually I didn't take much time to to eat so I would eat in the morning um, something very simple get a cup of tea uh, thanks by the way to Timothy who gifted me tea. He came to see me when I came uh, from, when I changed trains uh, close to Harwich, where I arrived with a boat. And he was waiting for me there on the platform. Uh, Tim has been listening to my podcasts since 2007, he said. So that's like one of the earliest listeners. He now has a family, so he brought his, uh, his daughter and his, uh, his son uh, on their way to school. They made a stop at the railway station and they gave me some Earl Grey tea because uh, the tea in the hotels is usually pretty, pretty bad. So I'm here in uh, another part of the market. When I, when I was here uh, just the other day, just yesterday in fact, all this was closed because it was one of my final stops. Ooh, listen to those birds. They're loud. <laughs> and there's a lot of, of water pouring here from the ceiling. This is uh, because there is uh, there's a leak in the watering system. And so instead of bringing this to the, the outside, it's, it's pouring down here. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they sell artisan salsa. Rainbow arepas. And here you can get fresh smoothie boosters. So, and then I would only eat at the end of the day, usually very late, like around 9 p.m., sometimes even 10 p.m. And, um, oh, look at that. This is fudge, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh, self-service fudge. Take a bag and, and pick. I'm not going to do that. This is too tempting. I mean, it's Lent, right? This is, this is just too dangerous for me. Let's get out of here. But I didn't know there were so many different types of, of, of what is it, toffee or, or fudge? It's maple, coconut, vanilla, toffee, rum, raisin, clotted cream, Baileys, chocolate, sea salt, caramel. Ooh, I like that rocky road. Oh, mouth-watering good. This is close to an Anglican cathedral, actually, that I see in the background. So I see the 
the Gothic windows, the stained glass windows, and this huge building rising, uh, rising up behind all the brightly colored stalls here. Here they sell wall, all sorts of different types of nuts, walnuts, and here they've got tin uh, canned uh, fish, anchovies, mackerel, bagels. Oh, wow. So yesterday evening, I, this, I, I made a huge tour of the city, and I was, I was trying to find a, a theme to keep me going, because of course, uh, the first day when I arrived, let, let me take you all back all the way to the beginning of my, uh, of my journey, uh, and then we'll get to how I ended up here in Borough Market. Um, so I took the, the, the boat. What you hear, by the way, is the train. There are trains passing over. There are um, two tracks. And there are constantly trains coming back and forth between the various stations. Um, so it, it makes for a lot of interesting noises here. Oh, wow. There's, some of these stalls have huge, huge lines of people. Oh, he's distributing little samples of whatever it is. I think it's... Uh, uh, mushrooms. It's like some kind of mushroom ragu that he's preparing there. And, and they're cooking out here in the open. That's why you have all these smells. Mm. So I took the boat instead of the plane, and I'm so happy I did, because what an amazing... Uh, way of traveling that is now I smell fish I smell uh, mussels um, it's uh, you know the, the airplanes are, are convenient and fast but the problem is it's also very sterile in a certain way whereas taking the boat has something romantic about it um, it's very relaxed no hassle with security and customs all that is extremely fluid and, and fast and so um, I ended up on the boat. Uh, the boat would leave, I think, around 10, um, but I booked uh, a three-course dinner on the boat itself because I think, you know, it's a, it, these are rare experiences, so why not celebrate them with some, some good food? Um, and then I, I, I tried to sleep, which was kind of difficult, not because the bed wasn't good, because these cabins are actually quite nice, but... Um, my head was so full of ideas and thoughts and just the overall adrenaline levels of traveling um, just prevented me from sleeping very well. And super early in the morning, like 5.30 in the morning, they wake you up in a very pleasant way. You first hear some, some, some bird sounds and then there's this, this song that starts, some kind of cheesy 70s song that is supposed to be very bright and cheerful. And then they tell you, yeah, breakfast is served, um, which I, I skipped because I figured, you know, uh, once I'm uh, on land, there will probably be some bars like you have on airports and railway stations, and I'll grab something to eat there. Because, you know, I like eating on the boat, but it's also a lot more expensive than elsewhere. Unfortunately, once I got off the boat, there was no food, there was nothing, no bars, no coffee. And I had to wait about an hour and a half before I could catch the first train uh, in the direction of London. And so I was just sitting there in this kind of waiting hall with, uh, you know, a couple of, I don't know, 30, 40 other passengers. And, and there was nothing. And this is really different from, from Rome. This would be unthinkable in Italy, that you would have a place where people stay for more than half an hour without a source of coffee there would be an uprising, there would be a political revolt. <laughs> Not here. Everybody was just, just waiting for, uh, for the train. And so that's when I stepped on the train and met Tim and, uh, and, and got the, not just the tea, but Tim also uh, gave me a, a map or actually two maps of London, which have been very useful, especially the small one, which is kind of like this magical fold out map which is super tiny, but it, it, once you unfold it, it kind of pops open. It's like, like a pop-up book. And, um, and you can quickly glance at where you are. 
and where you want to go and then you just put it back in your in your pocket so then i took the train to london to the center of london very nice trains by the way crowded because it was rush hour in the morning but it was also very very um very comfortable the, the the trains are modern they're clean not at all what i expected in the netherlands we have nice trains but especially these past five to ten years railway service has been degrading and the trains have become more um i don't know more 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 business-like more uh austere in a certain way less luxurious but i love these trains so then I arrived in London and I had booked a hotel. Um, what I thought was, there are some trains again. Wow. These trains are loud. <laughs> so I had booked uh, a hotel, what I thought in the, to be in the center of the city. Once, if you look at the total map of London, of course, it's huge. And this one looked in the center, but what I did not take took into account was how vast the city is. And so this was actually like an hour and a half walk from the station where I, where I got off the train to the hotel itself. But, you know, not to worry. I like to walk. It was raining a bit. Uh, my umbrella got destroyed in within an hour because it was, there was so much wind between these buildings. And so I thankfully had um, a, a rain jacket that, I, that, that protected me a little bit against the, the rain. Um, and ended up uh, like two hours later at, uh, at the hotel, checked in, got rid of my bags, and then I went back to explore the city. Um, now only carrying my camera bag, which is super, uh, super lightweight. Fresh strawberries. I just wanted sometimes to just let you listen to the sounds of this market. Oh, lavender. Hmm. This, this, le marché du quartier. Lavender bunches eight pounds and it brought oh, the smell is really overwhelming and cool and so uh first day was was just like exploring and and walking around a bit uh, the next day was um was my first like official like tourist mission and uh, there were a number of things that i wanted to see but i also wanted to continue to walk which is what i did so i stayed around the Westminster area um, and saw a ton of like important places and <laughs> ended up at the end of the day at the cathedral, the Catholic cathedral, um, where I had some interesting conversations. And before that, I actually met Jason, who is one of my listeners, who works in the heart of London. He works for the government and he was following my updates. So by the way, in case you are not following me that much or not every time on, on social media, this is what I'm currently doing. I, you know that my patrons have access to the Discord server, and that's a bit of a community where you know people can react to my podcast. It's a lot of fun, but um, I've I've created a special section on the Discord server where I'm keeping keeping like a a travel diary. And so wherever I am, I take a photo and I post it. I give a little description. I add some more photos. The cool thing is, of course, my patrons can also react and give me tips. And so Jason was like, hey, I see that you're very close to where I am currently. I think I, at the time it was at the um, uh, Piccadilly Circus. And, or no, I think I was at the, the, the Horse Guards building. He said, I'm, I'm very close by. This is, this is in, the, in the vicinity of um of the of the the palace and so and so we met up and that, that was really fun as well it told me a, a bunch of things about london and how it is to live there and to work there um we we walked to buckingham palace and from there i continued uh to the to the catholic cathedral and then got back home 
So that first day was super touristy, a lot of fun. I, I, I tried to film, but most of the time I just took photos uh, because it's much faster and it's easier to, you know, if I take out my camera, it's a bit of a hassle. There's always like trying to get it out of the bag. And uh, this is, by the way, this is the sound of, of ambulances in England. Like every country has its own sounds. And this is very high pitch. That, that, is, that is the English sound of an ambulance. So it means you have to clear the road. More cheese. Oh, this oh, smells so good. I miss cheese. <laughs> cheese is now so expensive in, in my country that I barely ever buy it anymore. But when I'm here, mm, I'm tempted. You know what this smells like also? This smells like um, fantasy festivals. Whenever I go to a festival, uh, they have these stands as well, these kind of like artisanal food, or they will have a like barbecue and, and, and they will make it on the spot, which kind of fits the fantasy idea that you're, you're, you're escaping from reality and you're, you're in a fantasy land where, where all food is still prepared in the way it was five centuries ago. And so um, I took a ton of photos, posted all that on Discord. So if, if, if you needed an additional reason to become a, a patron, and, and this is a very low threshold deliberately uh, because I want to give access to as many people as possible. Um, so just, just go for the lowest tier and then you'll, get, uh, you'll be able to connect with the Discord server. And there you will find all my photos and stories. And it's, it's just, a, it's been a ton of fun to, to keep that, that journal. I used to do this on, on Facebook or on, on uh, Instagram. But of course, the problem with Facebook and Instagram is um, you, you overshare. People are starting to unfollow you because too many photos. Plus, of course, the algorithm nowadays doesn't always like to show people uh, photos from the, from the ones that you're following. And so it's more and more complicated to share a full story. Discord for me has been the perfect solution. Um, so I was able to share uh, my, my photos and my travel stories with exactly the people that would be interested in that kind of stuff. Now, yesterday was my favorite day. And th that brings me to, to why I'm here at Boro Market. So yesterday I, I, I wanted to go back into the city, but I didn't want to just do like random tourist visits. I wanted to have a theme. And so <laughs> literally in the middle of the night, I, I woke up and I, I knew what I was going to do. I was going to make a list of movie locations that were linked to my favorite story. So Harry Potter, Doctor Who, Star Wars. And I know that London, because there are huge uh, movie studios outside of London, on the outskirts of London, uh, this, this city has been used a lot, even by uh, the creators of Star Wars. And so, um, when I woke up that, that morning, I made a list of places, so of course I found lots of lists on the internet, but then I went to Google Maps, and this was such a, a cool way to prepare my trip, and I'm definitely gonna do this in the future as well. Um, I just marked all these places on a private list, and then you can add a description, why should I go there, and so just for my own, uh, to, to, to remember what the idea was of going to this and this place. And so then I could see on the map all these little green, blue-green squares, each of them locations from my list of movie locations. And then I could see exactly how I could travel there. And so yesterday I mainly used the underground to go f to all these different places and to save time because of course huh, I only have a few days uh, I'm, I'm stretching it as it is today because I'm, I'm going to travel to Leicester um, later this afternoon where I'll be staying with, uh, with Michiel and Liz 
for a couple of days, but I'm, I'm squeezing out every single minute of, of my stay here in London because I know that next week when I return to London for the Star Wars celebration, it's going to be so busy. Um, and I'll be mainly at Excel, which is a big event center, again, on the outskirts of London itself. So I don't know if I have much time to explore London during the convention. Here's like a makeshift bar where people are drinking these large pints of beer. That's something I, I was really struck by here. It's a, the, uh, the pub culture. So people, when they, when they leave work, they go to the pub and they have a pint with their friends or colleagues. And when I say a pint, Michiel explained to me, that's plural. <laughs> One drink is plural for what in other countries is just one drink. <laughs> so you see that a lot over here. It's, uh, what time is it right now? Take a look, it's, uh, it's four o'clock. So yeah, offices are starting to close. And people, this is where people will hang out before they go home for, for dinner. This is another big line of people waiting for paella. And, and some kind of, uh, oh yeah, yeah, these are like bowls of paella, looks extremely good. There are lots of tourists here as well, of course, as you can imagine, because it's such a colorful place. Here they sell fresh fish and octopus and cuttlefish. Wow. Mm. Amazing. And not only, you know, delicious, but also beautiful to look at, all these different colored fish. So, um, so I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, this is what I'm going to do. Try to visit as many story locations as possible. Plus, and this, this, there you go. Unfortunately, I've got my hands full because I'm carrying my phone and I'm recording a podcast. So I can't possibly get that sample without spilling it on my phone. And I have a traumatic experience with spilling crab salad on my phone, which I don't want to repeat because it costs me days and days of therapy to get over it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, I, the, the idea was, what if I make just video that day? Of course, I will take some photos, but I'm going to focus mainly on filming. And what I want to do, or wanted to do, is to create almost like a test documentary. Because one of the things I would love to do when I come back here in, in London is to make an entire documentary about the stories that were created in this city. From Charles Dickens to, to Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, there's, there, there is such a rich storytelling tradition in, in England, and especially in London, and I think you know, London City of Stories, that could be the title. But of course, if you do a documentary, you also need to contact people that can uh, feature as an expert. And well, you need interviews. You cannot just watch me walking around in London. There's not much fun in that. Um, so, but I figured, what if I just do something super simple that is almost like a proof of concept? Which kind of stories can we visualize? Because that, that's the difference with, uh, with a podcast. I can describe everything in, in, uh, in audio and I don't have to film it. I can just focus on, on, on the contents, uh, on the information. Like for instance here, you've got a whole bunch of oysters, fresh oysters, and um, people are slurping the oysters here and enjoying them. <laughs> Something that uh, it's not usually my thing. But, uh, but what if I if I do like a test run of London, see how much I can film. Also, what for me was still something to discover is, would they let me film? Uh, because I've had some very bad experiences in other cities, especially in Rome. The moment you take out your camera, there is a police officer asking you if you have a permit. And so I was a bit apprehensive uh, because I know, of course, about this very strict security in, in London. Um, this is a, like a hyper-surveilled city. There are camera 
there's camera surveillance everywhere. They even tell you with signs. I've never seen this in any other city. Um, and so I've, I was a bit like, can I film here? Can I? I, I often just asked, and then not, uh, many times people would be super friendly and helpful. Yeah, by all means, and if you post anything on Instagram, would you be so kind to tag our shop or our our place? And we'd love that and get in touch and follow you and repost what you've posted. So very much the opposite of my experiences in other in other parts of the world. But that was also encouraging because I felt like, well, you know what? This is a, this is a city that is very, um, very friendly to documentary makers, to filmers, to vloggers. In fact, um, on the first, was it the first day? No, it was also yesterday when I was doing my tour of film locations. I was filming at a, another market, very much like this, but smaller. It's in the, in, the, in the middle of London, whereas this is more, this is close to the, the, the London Bridge and, and the eye, you know, that big merry-go-round that they installed. Um, but that one was kind of small. And I, the, the reason that I went there was that that was one of the filming locations for the first Harry Potter movie. Remember when Harry um, is going to shop with Hagrid and he still needs an owl, he needs a wand, he needs uh, his books. And so he goes to Diagon Alley. But Diagon Alley is a hidden part of London. And so at one point, you actually see Harry and Hagrid walking outside of that particular market. That name escapes me for a moment. And, um, and I was filming there and telling the story. And then people walked up to me and said, are you a vlogger? Do you have, what's your YouTube page? And, and they start asking all sorts of questions figuring that since I was vlogging, I, I could tell them about that place. And I would have a lot of information that I told them, you know, I'm just Googling this. And then I record myself while repeating what I just Googled. <laughs> and I, I was looking for the Leaky Cauldron, which is also a location. This is where, that's actually a, a very kind of grimy bar or pub where where Harry and Hagrid go. And then in the back of that pub is actually a small alley. And if you tap on the stone wall, it opens. Of course, you need to use a wand. It magically opens and gives you access to this you know, bustling Diagon Alley where uh, Harry will ultimately end up getting all his magical equipment or magical gear that he needs to have for his first day of school. Oh, this is all bread-related and twists and Florentines and chocolate. Rugolet? Rugolet? I don't know what that is. Almond Danish and sweet cheese buns. Ooh, so good. Why did I come here in Lent? <laughs> Thankfully, Lent is almost over. You know, it's almost Easter. And then we can... I should return here just for the food. <laughs> um... But everybody is very welcoming. And so I figured next time I could prepare uh, this documentary by contacting people. And now also I've gotten to know a few people that live in this area. It will be much easier to, to make those contacts. And then what I imagine is that I just go with the cameraman um, to film the entire story. And so with the... I can also create uh, like this miniature test documentary that will hopefully be a lot of fun for all, the, all, all of you that are following me and would like to, uh, to get an impression of, of London. And maybe you've been to London and you'd like to revisit through my eyes. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to editing that. And it was a ton of fun to... Uh, to film everything yesterday and I was I was surprised to see how much I could do thanks to the underground system um, how much I could do in one day I was completely uh, exhausted at the end of the day but also incredibly grateful that I've been able to, to visit so many things and Jason um, who, who I met in the afternoon later posted on discord that you, that I probably had seen more in two days than the people that live here than the natives would see in an entire year. 
I'm not looking at the, I'm just outside the, the market here and, and there's this, this huge um, glass building that looks like a, like a glass spare or crystal spare. I think it's called the shard, like a glass shard. Um, very interesting. Whereas the, the, the trains that are going back and forth here above us, those go to the oldest train station of the city. I think it goes back to like 1836, like the time of the steam trains. And it's still here. And the contrast between new and old is everywhere in this city. Uh, so oftentimes you will see these huge, super modern buildings. Um, and then underneath it will just be this very old fashioned, fancy, cozy bar. <laughs> that, that looks like something out of, uh, out of the middle ages almost. On the other side of the street, they're selling donuts. I don't think that's a very English thing, but, but yummy anyway. And, uh, and so one of the destinations that I visited yesterday was, it was exactly this place, was Boro Market, because I had found on one of those internet lists that there were two, two Harry Potter locations used for the movies. Uh, that were actually adjacent to one another, number seven and number eight, and they would be under the bridge, under these, these train tracks. And so I was, I was searching for it, couldn't find it. One was used as the exterior for um, the Leaky Cauldron in, uh, I think it was the Prisoner of Azkaban. So they, they changed the location of, of the Leaky Cauldron for that movie. And it's where, the night bus, you know, the triple-decker purple bus, where that's where the bus uh, drops off Henry, uh, Henry, <laughs> drops off Harry <laughs> for the Leaky Cauldron. And then um, the reason I couldn't find it was that these buildings are now restaurants. And it used to be a flower shop. That's what it was mentioned on the internet. But because this area is so bustling with, with visitors and people and the marketplace, I guess that all these buildings have gotten so valuable that a restaurant is probably a much more economically sound thing to put in a building like that than, than um, just a flower shop. Um, this, this is, by the way, a, a calmer area of the market. Um, they sell beef here and this is coffee. Mm, oh yeah, oh, gosh, they're making a real, real coffee here. A nice Italian coffee machine. They've got jars of rose and pistachio butter. Oh, these are flavored butters. Butternut. All our products contain nuts, so that's important for allergies, I guess. Um, so, uh, and because these two buildings were now restaurants, they had put up tents because it's, you know, the, the weather is very English <laughs> or very Dutch. It's the same kind of weather. Um, there's often a lot of rain, but you still want to create space. And so they put these big tents in front of these buildings, um, which, you know, kind of obfuscated their, their facades. However, I was able to track them down and I saw that the building adjacent to what was used in the movie as uh, the Leaky Cauldron was the bookshop, the bookshop. And I think it's called, in the movie, it's called the Third Hand Bookshop. And that is where Harry uh, first meets his future teacher, Gilderoy Lockhart. There's this very pretentious, good-looking guy who, who, a bit like, I don't know, just one of these people that always boast about stuff that they actually have never done in real life. But he wrote tons of books and is super um, uh, happy with himself. <laughs> and, and that particular building it was just a facade I think because I looked at tried to look inside and it was just a restaurant with a low ceiling whereas in a movie it's got like these multiple floors filled with books I suppose that's just a set so anyway that's how I ended up here on Borough Market where normally I don't think I would have gone as a tourist because you want to go to you know the Big Bang and the, the, the Westminster Abbey and the museums and you know all that and in fact when I arrived here everything was closed but I still love this atmosphere, and so I told, I, I told myself I need to come back here when the market is still open. 
And one of my other followers who lives here is, um, uh, oh gosh, his name just escapes me. I apologize. I, my brain is a bit fried after all these, these days. Uh, Paul, Paul Bevan. Um, he follows me on, on Instagram. And, and, and he said, you know what? You should go back to Boro and, and record a podcast there. Because you're going to have all these sounds, like the, 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 they're preparing the food and they're cooking. And that would be a very, very interesting backdrop for, for the walk, for instance. That is why I came back here today. And I certainly don't regret it. In fact, remind me, after I'm done recording this episode, I, I need to go walk around and take a number of photos because this is so more colorful than it was last time I was here yesterday. Last time, it feels like I've been here for two weeks, but it was only yesterday that I was here. I was particularly lucky um, that I was filming yesterday because it was one of those rare springtime weather days. Today, it's, it's cold, it's raining. The, the first day I arrived, it was even colder. Um, but that yesterday, we had sun, it was it was nice there was not too much wind and uh, and and so I, I, the, the, the footage that I shot is just really really glorious I even went to um, to the Excel uh, uh, convention center uh, and snuck in there was actually an education uh, conference going on there and thousands and thousands of, of teachers walking around. Normally, you, you're not allowed to enter the building, but I snuck in through the exit, actually, <laughs> and, and recorded some video stuff for my followers on YouTube that will also be at the, at the Star Wars celebration. And so I, I, I tried to find out where, for instance, if you didn't receive your badges, which is my case, but also lots and lots of other uh, people didn't receive their their tickets in time so there's a special place there where you can pick them up and I wanted to film that and also just you know, look around and see what what the place looks like and it, that that made me even happier that I did the whirlwind tour of London for the past three days now plus today because it's pretty far from the rest of London even though on the map it again looks so close to the center, but it's it's not. I guess with the underground you can go downtown, but it's going to be a full program from morning till evening. So I don't think there will be much time to go sightseeing. So I'm so glad that I got that out of the way this week. What do they have here? Apple and brandy with vermouth. Some kind of con interesting concoction here. And it's a mold wine. It's like these three uh, metal containers and there's steam coming out of it. It's all this mold wine that is cooking there. There's another mold wine with spices. You know, with this kind of cold weather, that's actually a very nice thing to drink. I would, I would prefer that over beer, for instance. It's too cold for that. Um, so, the whole place is is great for a convention, but on the other hand, it is very much like any other convention center. It feels a bit like not in London, um, which of course was to be expected. But uh, I, I think I think well for me, what is going to be um, the most important is to meet my friends, people that I have been following me or I've been following them. Uh, doing interviews about Star Wars and what it means to people. Oh, mussels with, cooked in white wine or cream with, with fries. Oh, hungry. Um, but I, I haven't been um, lucky. I haven't been lucky. These are, are Dutch tourists, so I can tell by, by the, the volume with which they speak. <laughs> I show why. Oh, this is French fromage and charcuterie. Uh, they're selling. This is a very, very chic, you know, posh uh, uh, stall here. Mm, they've got the nice brie and camembert and monde. Très, très bien. Here they sell 
olives in all sorts of sizes and colors and tastes. Mmm, delicious flavors, I should say. Um, this guy is eating a bowl of mac and cheese. <laughs> I think it looks like mac and cheese. So actually here, this is where the Harry Potter locations are. So in the front of the, what used to be the Leaky Cauldron is now a big green tent. And in front of the third hand bookstore, there's this black tent. Thankfully, yesterday I was able to kind of film around it and uh, well, just wait for the documentary to come out to see uh, what, I, what I filmed yesterday. So I wasn't lucky. I, but, uh, there are lots of panels where you get to see the stars and the actors and sometimes even like previews of upcoming movies or television shows. I, I applied for the lottery for all those panels and I, I won nothing. <laughs> and I guess that's the lot of a lot of Star Wars fans. You know, they sometimes fly across the, the world to be there. And well, I was very lucky last year um, to get into um, actually all the important panels. I guess I could also just look at it from the perspective of let's let other Star Wars fans now have that, you know, that 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 joy to to be at those panels. I mean, why why should I be any better or more important than any other Star Wars fan? Um, but I'm looking forward to to meeting all these other Star Wars people and. One of the things that I would like to do, because I, I wasn't able to go to all the movie locations that I marked on my Google Maps, maybe I can, I can convince uh, some of my Star Wars friends to come with me and to go visit the locations here in London itself that have been used for the Andor series. You know, I'm a huge fan of, of this series that is kind of a prequel to the movie Rogue One, where we follow Cash in Andor. Um, because it, it, it's storytelling on a whole different level. The quality of that show, at least to me, is, is, is unparalleled with anything they've done before with Star Wars. But what I didn't know is that a lot of the, especially the buildings on Coruscant, which is this huge city planet um, where the, the Senate is and everything, a lot of the scenes that were filmed there were actually using apartment buildings with the, this brutalist architectural style. There are a number of these, these complexes here um, in, in the city itself. And what I would like to do is to go in and, and try to find all these places with some Star Wars friends. That could also be a lot of fun to, to film and to maybe implement in some kind of you know, bigger story about, about Star Wars. Um, so anyway, this is, this is my, you know, these are my last hours here in London for this week. I'll be heading to, uh, to Leicester by train. Um, so I'll, I'll go to um, King's Cross station. There is, um, is another station, like an international train station close by. King's Cross, of course, everybody knows that from Harry Potter <laughs> because that's where you have platform. Um, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I always forget the number. Platform. Nine three quarters, seven three quarters, eight three. Anyway, you know the the, the hidden platform. <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably make one last stop there, and then I'll step on the train. It takes about an hour and a half to go to Leicester, and then Hugh will uh, pick me up. I'll stay there a couple of days, um, and then and then return to London on you know next Wednesday. Uh, so that that's going to be. That's going to be the, the program for the for the next 10 days. And then I'll take the boat back to the Netherlands <laughs> and sleep for a century to recover from this. So anyway, uh, the, the only thing, the only question mark is still, um, is still Holy Week. Um, so I've been kind of looking at where my hotel is. And there is a parish church not far from the hotel. Um, and so I could go there for the celebrations of Holy Week and ask if I can, can celebrate. However, when I was at the Catholic, Catholic Cathedral, I met an Irish parishioner and he said, oh, no, but you should come here to the cathedral and, and I'll introduce you to the cardinal. And because this, this place is packed for the Easter vigil and it's going to be such an amazing experience. This is, this is a vibrant parish around the cathedral and you don't want to miss that. But then I'm thinking, you know, Easter Vigil, that probably starts at midnight. So 
will I be able to return to the hotel after, after the Easter Vigil? Because the hotel, my next hotel, is going to be all the way on the east side of London. And you have to go there by underground plus bus. And I just don't know if there are, if there is public transport, you know, in the middle of the night. Anyway, I still have a week to figure that out. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure it will all work out. Um, with all my travel anxiety beforehand that I shared with you in, in previous podcasts, um, this, this, was, this, this whole experience has been a blessing. Um, I, I was able to let go of this, um, I don't know, kind of this pressure to, to, to film. To I, I did film. I did record stories. But it was just because I liked it. It was be- I, I just got creative be- because I let go of all the usual pressure that I have when I'm when I'm on vacation or when I'm on a trip. And so it, it, it allowed me to be actually more creative than than in in the past when all these trips would be just just, just this killing whirlwind you know, effort to create content because otherwise, you know, why should I be allowed to be here if not to be useful? That, that was my old programming. And now I'm like, no, I'm just enjoying these days in London and I'm just not going to plan too much. We'll see. Things will happen. And that's exactly what, what, uh, what was the case. And, and so that's how I ended up recording this podcast here in, in Borough Market something I could not have planned. And I'm so happy that, that it, just, it just came about. It just, it just happened. I'm having such a blast. Oh, all right, all right, all right. That's, that's enough for now. I need to take some pictures and then take uh, the, the, I was going to say the subway, but they call it the underground here. Need to take the underground to King's Cross Station and get ready for my trip to Leicester. So my other podcast, The Break, I will record that tomorrow in, in Leicester when I have a little bit more, uh, you know, a bit more rest and, and time to do that. Uh, but I, I'm, I undoubtedly will uh, talk more about uh, my trip to the UK. So go check that out. That's The Break, um, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for accompanying me again. If you're a patron you do want to connect your Patreon account to Discord. If you have any trouble doing that, contact us or contact Inge and we'll, we'll help you with that um, because uh, you'll be able to follow all my trips and not just this one, but also my future journeys and trips to places all around the world. I, I think this Discord is such a great medium to share that with my, with my closest followers. So, um, well, check it out if you're a patron. And if you're not, maybe consider becoming one. We'll talk very soon again. And uh, from this bustling marketplace, Borough Market, in, in the heart of London. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the privilege of your time. And God bless. <laughs>